Today's episode is brought to you from The Russell, a historic East Nashville church transformed into a one-of-a-kind boutique hotel. The Russell's mission is to give back to the Nashville community through their Rooms for Rooms program by donating a portion of your stay to local organizations who provide a safe haven for those in need in the Nashville community. I mean, seriously, what more can you want? This hotel is beautiful and they give back. Come on. Visit the Russell Nashville to book your experience today. That's R-U-S-S-E-L-L Nashville.com to book your experience today. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of This Hits Different with yours truly, Riley Nelson. You guys, it is the time for giving. It is Thanksgiving time. Um, I guess Thanksgiving was last week, technically by now. I am recording this ahead of time, but I hope you are making all the sandwiches, all the leftovers. We love Thanksgiving. Actually, you know what? This is kind of controversial. I don't love Thanksgiving food. I like the sides, but like I don't love the turkey. Like I would do a steak pretty much any day over the turkey, but um, here we are. Anyways, so for this episode today, I do want to let everybody know it is in video. Hopefully, if I have done this correctly, I have figured out how to do video format on Spotify. So if you're listening on Spotify, um, you should be able to watch along. Um, This will also be on YouTube as well. So the reason I'm doing video for this so heavily is because there's a lot of explanation for this episode. The guest that I have today is amazing. She's so fun. She's so vulnerable and honest. And that being said, some of the photos and the poses you do need a visual for because it's a little bit hard to understand just listening. So um, I hope this works for you guys. And I hope I did this correctly. And we will find out. So yeah, I am home right now for Thanksgiving. I'm trying to DIY my little podcast studio because I did not plan ahead. I should have thought about the fact that I needed all the content before I left, but I didn't even think about that until just now. And I have about a week until the episode comes out. So I'm doing fine time-wise. Here we are. I am sitting in my home. I'm sitting against some curtains right now. And um, I look horrid at that moment, but here we are. We love it. We're looking good. Anyways, I just got my lips redone finally, but I was not expecting to be this swollen. And this is a PSA for um, everybody out there. Do not drink alcohol right after you get your lips done because it will make them swell so badly. Like, literally, it's insane. I'm, like, trying to keep the mic in front of my lips right now because even now they're still swollen and then they're pretty bruised. But, um, well, you know, I'll just show you. We can see them. Okay. Like, they're cute. I actually, like, kind of don't mind this size. But they're very swollen still. Hopefully soon they'll be down. And then it'll look normal and I will look normal. Um, but I woke up the other day and my lips were huge. Like like scary. I was like, oh my God, what did I do? And then I realized it was because I drank alcohol. Um, so if you're ever thinking about getting your lips done, um, do yourself a favor and don't do what I did. So any without further ado, I want to go ahead and get into this episode with Caitlin. It's so good. I'm like 
so thankful to have her on. I'm so thankful that she was as vulnerable as she was. We, I do want to put a little bit of a trigger warning before we get into it because we do talk about eating disorders and then we talk about domestic and sexual assault as well. So keep that in mind. I wasn't expecting it to go this deep, but it did. And I'm not mad about it because I do think that these are things that need to be talked about. That being said, I do want to give a PSA that if that's something that's going to trigger you, um, this might not be the episode for you. Or you can just skip to the end where she does the posing. I think it's like the last like 20 minutes of the episode, maybe. Not quite sure. But that is there. And then also, too, in the bio, I'll also add some resources if that is something that you're struggling with. Um, And then you can just click those links if you'd like, you know, because I don't want to trigger anybody. Um, but we do talk about it. So before I get into it, as always, follow on everything. You can find me at Riley Nelson 18 on Instagram, at Riley Nelson 13 on TikTok. And you can find This Hits Different pretty much anywhere at This Hits Different podcast. And my website is www.thishitsdifferent.com. And please, please, please go rate and review. It really helps. Um, it'll help push this podcast and if this is something that you enjoy like please share it with your friends it really helps so yeah I'm about to jump into the bio with Caitlin Lauren you want to come say hi come over here you guys this is my best friend of all time and I want to make a formal introduction on the podcast this is Lauren hey guys (laughs) (laughs) um Lauren is my day one best friend we've been together since like childhood basically and she always comes and visits me in nashville um she goes well actually wait how was that she goes to college (laughs) i graduated from texas tech yeah we all um graduated now so i guess we're not really we're like adults at the moment but yeah anyways this is lauren bye guys we love you okay yes i really wanted her to make a cameo because i probably talk about i talked about you multiple times on the podcast so Without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the episode with Caitlin. I'm going to give you her bio real quickly before we jump on into it. Caitlin is the proud owner of the Caitlin Scott Boudoir Studio located in Raleigh, North Carolina. She has been a full-time photographer since 2016, and she started shooting part-time in 2012. She works with all bodies to help them feel at home in their skin and welcome couples, male, female, and gender-fluid individuals. And she also welcomes the LGBTQIA community into her space as well as a boudoir photographer. You guys, go check her out on TikTok. Um, That's where I found her. But she's freaking popping off. And she's so inclusive. She shares posing for people who are disabled, people who are LGBTQIA+, women, men, couples, all the things. Um, She's such a badass and her photos are so sexy. So please go check them out. And uh, without further ado, here's my episode with Caitlin Scott. Hi, Caitlin. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Yeah. So I found Caitlin on TikTok. I think all of my guests, everyone I've found pretty much on TikTok. I would say like every time I introduce a guest, I'm like, I found you on TikTok. Um, but at <laughs> yep. this point, it's like a search engine. Like It is very much like a search engine. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty Pinterest for sure. Yes. But you were coming up on my For You page and I knew I wanted to do 
a sexting episode and like, you know, taking spicy pictures. Yeah. And when I saw your account come up, I was like, she's perfect. I was like, this ah. is the perfect person to have on for this episode. Um, you have a series called, from what I've gathered on your TikTok, selfie series to take spicy selfies at home. Uh, yep, it is. So I started doing um, like at home selfies during the pandemic ironically. And I was encouraging people to just like, we were all panicking. So I started this series. I started on my original TikTok, like my first OG TikTok that got mm -hmm. essentially like killed. It was, <laughs> it like stopped growing. They weren't showing my, my videos anymore. And I was like, Oh, I got to start over. So I started over on my, the TikTok that you found me on the beginning of this year. So it's been a disaster, but I started June of 2020 doing this series. Wow. And it's like, I've done different iterations of it. Like um, the 14 days for Valentine's day, a hundred poses in a hundred days. And honestly, it's just taking sexy selfies to feel better in your skin. You don't need to be sending them to anybody. Like that's the cherry on top. If you get photos that you're like, Oh, I'm going to send these to my partner or like the person I'm sexting. Yay. But mm -hmm. I just encourage people to take them because they make you feel fucking better in your skin. Like they do. Yes. I have so many, it's funny. Cause I was talking to my friends about this episode and they were like, some of them are like, yes, I love sexting. Like I love taking nudes. And some of them right. are like, oh my God, I would never. What? Would never. Yeah. yeah. And I was saying something about like how I take them all the time. And they're like, why do you say, who are you sending them to? And I was like, nobody. Like, no they're one. all in just my hidden photos on my camera roll. Sorry, mom, if you're listening, don't go look at my hidden no, camera roll. No, we're not sorry. Stop fucking apologizing <laughs> for taking sexy selfies. No, mom, I'm sorry. We're not sorry. We're not sorry. Mom, you should take them too. They should be on mom's camera roll as well. True. Me and my sister wanted to get, um, for years have been wanting to get my mom a boudoir photography photo shoot. Yeah. And we asked her about it and she's like, I just don't know. Like she's so modest where yes. I'm like, come on mom. Like you would look so good. And she's like, she I would. just don't know. One day we'll get her there. <laughs> she would. She would. And I think, especially for like my mom, for example, my mom um, turned 65 last year. And every year I surprise her with a photo shoot. She never knows what it's going to be. I'll just show up at her doorstep with like my hair and makeup kit. Or um, two years ago, I snuck her to the beach and picked out her outfits the night before and like woke up, did her hair and took her at sunrise, like woke her up before the sun came up. Like every year is different. So last year for her 65th, I was like, mom, can you come to the studio? It's your birthday. Like, I just want to like do some cute, like headshot stuff. Come. Mm -hmm. well, I had my whole glam team come. There was bottles of champagne. I had little cupcakes that had 65 on them. Like they were so cute. And I was like, mom, you can go to whatever comfort level you want. Like you don't have to do super sexy because she had brought in a bunch of outfits. And so we get into it. She did her first couple looks and she's like, okay, can we like try something a little funner, like a little spicier? When I tell you this woman got in lingerie and absolutely slayed the game, I was <laughs> shook. I was shook. And she had the most fun. And like, this is a born and raised Catholic everything is shameful by the end of it. She's like, I just feel so special. Like, I just feel so pretty. Like yeah. that's how your mom will feel. If she goes yeah. to the right person, that's exactly how your mom will feel. Oh my God. I'm going to have to, we got to do it. Maybe do Christmas it. this year, me and my sister will do yeah. it. So how did you get into all of this? How did you get into photography and then more specifically boudoir photography? Okay. It's a kind of a long story. My parents bought me my first film camera at four years old when we went to the San Diego zoo. I could be a little off on my timing, but like all of my photos are from like knee high, waist high. And they're all of these just like dumb little, like printed out 
elephants and then some family photos. And like, I just don't remember a time in my life that I haven't had a camera in my hand, weirdly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I literally from then on, I took film photography in high school. We always had film cameras. We just have, I've always had a camera in my hand and I've always really, really loved it. Well, in 2012, uh, my dad passed super, super unexpectedly. And we had just scheduled our first like family shoot in a lot of years. And mm-hmm. I missed it by like a week and a half. And I thought, you know what? I never want somebody to ever experience what I just did because mm-hmm. that was such a shit. Like we didn't really have any updated like adult photos with my dad. And so I start, I bought my first camera with his life insurance money. And the first photos I ever took was when we spread his ashes. And then from oh, then on, I was like, sweet. Yeah, I started just shooting like part-time. I was working for um, a minor league baseball team at the time. And I carried my camera around and shot like crowd interaction shots every day. Um, Doing like family shoots. And then in 2016, I went full-time and I was doing like weddings, headshots, real estate, families, some maternity. And every single session I left, minus minus real estate, because obviously you're shooting houses, but yeah, (laughs) every single session I left, there was always comments from the people I was shooting saying things like, you're going to Photoshop this. You're going to make me look younger, thinner, 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I would just leave and I would like ache. It would make me so sad. Yeah. And I needed to create a space that I thought people could just stand in their power and be seen. Mm-hmm. And that's where Caitlin Scott came from. My first company was called Cali Clicks. Like you can't put butts and babies together. People in the South don't like that. <laughs> so I started a whole separate company. And I ran with it and I shot out of my house from 16 to essentially 18, uh, 2018, uh, end of 19, I found the keys. I've got, I found this studio mm-hmm. and then my grand opening was February 8th of 2020 in my studio space, like mid throws right before the pandemic. Oh yep. my gosh. I can't imagine yeah. what that was like. You're like, I just bought this space. Like I'm like yep. really like going all in on my business, all this work I've created. And then boom, gone in an instant. And then also there's so much like financial struggle too with the pandemic. Like, yeah. Oh, that's. So it was super scary. Uh, But like I said, my grand opening was February 8th and they shut me down March 17th. So I was closed until July 1st. And during that time I started doing TikTok and I started raising money by doing virtual sessions with people. Mm -hmm. So like we would get on a call like this, I would tell them exactly what I wanted them to do. I would pose them. They would like walk me around in their house to like see the light and see where we could shoot. And I would have them like set up their phone. Like I would literally be like, okay, put your phone in a coffee cup, bring your stool from your kitchen. And so I was raising money for a women's shelter here, raised $1,500 mid pandemic. And then people still wanted to shoot. So I was doing that like as my job, I was shooting like four to six people a day. From all wow. That's crazy too, that you're yeah. able to do that on zoom. Like yeah. that is so special that like you were able to still have that interaction, whether mm-hmm. it's through a camera or whatever. Cause I know that that time was really difficult for a lot of people. I mean, I, <laughs> I was sexting so much during that time. I was just bored, yeah. literally bored. just bored. bored. <laughs> well, like, I would bored like, and you know, they can't do anything about it. You're like, I'm going to talk all this shit. And like, mm-hmm. I don't have to back any of it up because you can't come see me. Like, uh-uh. exactly. Yeah. No, and it's like so bad. Like I was in my hometown because so I was in college whenever the pandemic hit. Oh, God. And I had to go home because they wouldn't let us back on campus. And at the time I'd been living on campus. They wouldn't even let us come move out. Like 
I got sent home. So I had to fly back. I'm from Houston. I had to fly back to Houston with my spring break suitcase and go live at home for like, I think I was there for like five or six months. And I just, I mean, I realized real quickly that like, I I don't want to go live back at home again (laughs) ever. I love my parents so much, but like literally during that time, I was just, I would, I would be like on like dating apps or whatever. And like, it was also too, a lot of like pretty much every ex I ever had reached out in that time. So then there yeah. was like that. And I was just sexy all the time. Cause I was so bored. I was yeah. like, this what is bad. I mean, do? I know. I mean, there is a fear because I am going into the public space. I'm like, yeah, my news will probably be leaked one day, but like, it's fine. It's nothing that like, I probably wouldn't post know? myself. Like, I don't know what college it was, but their volleyball team, their nudes just came out and they set an NC2A record for the highest attendance like as in support they like didn't punish it just recently happened can yeah. we normalize nudes like why is yes. that such a big deal why is that like such a weird thing now like technology is so prevalent why are we acting like so people aren't sexy like well because there's no way to like capitalize on that and I think the male population are like well we can't make any money on the nudes that you're sending for free so uh like it, to me it's so strange can we just fucking normalize nudes okay your nudes are gonna come out my bu- my bare ass butt is on the internet like, <laughs> I have to like warn people I'm starting today. I'm like, yeah, I'm a boudoir photographer. Uh, there's photos of me on the internet. Like, of course there are. I literally do this for a living. Do I'm also living. like, I don't send anything that like, before I send them, I'm like, would, it, would I be okay if this was on the internet? Right. Yes. Okay. We're fine. Yeah, like, we're fine. and I'm also like, and the, for me, it's less about the pictures. I really don't care if there's like pictures of my body out there because I'm like, I feel confident. I look yeah. good. Like I'm in, like, I'm impressed with myself oh, and yeah. I, the, the thing though, that does get me is like the actual, like sexing messages. I'm like, yeah, that could be kind of cringy, but then I'm also like out here. I haven't done it yet, but I am going to do a sexing episode where it's like, like full on, like the actual messaging part, not the photo part of it. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, oh, whatever. I'm about to like tell the whole world it anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, you know, there's a whole, there's a whole world that we could talk about about sexting and sex work and nudes and porn. And the more we normalize it, the safer it gets for the industry as a whole and the safer it gets for the humans that are participating in it. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that starts from like, just generally feeling normalized. Like that stuff needs to be normalized in order for it to become, you know, safer for the people that are actually in that workspace. So to me, it's just a job. To me, it's just a body. To me, it's just text. Okay, cool. And even if, even if other things got out, I'd be like, okay, tell me you're not doing this. Look me dead in the eye and tell me you're not doing this. So like, many people tell cannot me no. say that they have never sent a nude. Like, and if you're, if you do, you're lying. Or if yeah. like, even if you took them on your phone, like, people are starting to like hack phones and then like release the pictures. I'm like, I'm not out here taking, like, I don't know. I'm right. like, I'm not out here taking pictures of my like bare vagina. Like that's my not going hole. on the internet. <laughs> No, although there's probably <laughs> some of those on there too. Like, no, I don't know. I'm like <laughs> half the time here. too. What you're seeing for me is yeah. what you can pretty much see at the beach or like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just like, it's booty. Yeah. I do a lot of booty pics because yeah. I like her. She looks good in pictures. <laughs> Look, we love a good booty. We love a good booty moment for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yes. No, I just, I think it's very normal. And I don't think, I just don't think that even the people that are clutching their pearls and telling me that they don't shoot boudoir or they don't ever want a nude out there. My guess is it's the fear of your body more than the fear of the actual image. Yeah. Well, also one thing that's really crazy. And I think, I think my generation is doing a really good job of like breaking this stereotype, but I went shopping 
a few months ago with my mom and her friends. Mm -hmm. And it made me so sad listening to them talk about themselves and their bodies. These are grown women who like claim to be comfortable in their skin. And they're talking about how their belly looks in a skirt or the cellulite on their leg. And they were just so mean to themselves. And Mm -hmm. literally like we're all in this like, we're all in this uh, like dressing room and they're just like completely shitting on themselves. And I literally said to them, I was like, okay, y'all got to stop. Stop. Yeah. Every mean thing you say about yourself, you have to say two nice things about yourself. Mm-hmm. And then I was like making them do that. Cause I was like, this is not okay. Like, and I feel like yeah. my generation, we're getting a lot better with body image. There's like, you know, we're all in therapy. We're like mm-hmm. bettering ourselves. Yeah. Not all of my generation, but I would say a lot good- of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, we're doing the work. And, you know, I'd be like, there's a million things that I'm so insecure about with my body, but like, I still, sometimes I'll just stand naked in front of the mirror and be like, Hmm, I love my lower belly. I love my stretch marks. And even if sometimes I'm like crying saying it, I'm like, it's just changing the chemical makeup of your brain. And it's so sad to me, like listening to older generations who you think at this point in their lives would be comfortable in their skin. And they're just not. Well, and I think a lot of that is their generation was raised to fit the stereotype of like the thinner, the better you have to be a good housewife. You have to be mm-hmm. presentable for your husband. Like there's a whole weird dichotomy there. That's yeah. Especially in the South, other, especially in the South. I mean, I was yeah. born and raised in California and it, I didn't see a whole lot of this. Am I, um, even my parents, like the way that they raised me, it was like, your body's good. Your body is not, doesn't define your worth. And I think the misconception is that we have to go from like hatred, like disdain for our body mm-hmm. to self-love. And that's not actually how the journey works. Like we've been pushing this boulder up a hill for forever, right? Mm -hmm. You can't just fly off the end of that. Like you can't just like, woo, we're into self-love now. It's like you get this boulder all the way to the top and the top, you realize that it's just neutrality that you need to get to. You just need to get a point of like, my body doesn't define who I am. It doesn't define my worth. It doesn't define who loves me. It doesn't define anything, how good I am in this space, how much money I should Mm -hmm. make, what I should talk about. Like, our bodies don't define us. They're literally just big sacks that like carry us through the world. Right. (laughs) And so like we stand in the mirror and we like the, the dialogue is like, Oh, I love my belly. Okay. You don't have to love your belly. You just have to know your belly doesn't define you. Yeah. Right. Like, and I think that's where their generation misses it because their body was so high. They were so hyper-focused on a smaller body was more worthy. Mm-hmm. Be in more spaces. Now we're like, fuck that. My body's just my body. My body's going to do yeah. what it does to like, keep me alive. Cool. Right. Our bodies are intended to change. And so I think even that, like, for, for example, I was at a thrift store, a woman was talking about how she had this really cute dress kind of off the rack. It was her and her friend about my mom's age. And she goes, yeah, but my kneecaps. And I like, Arr! and I backed up. I said, ma'am, can you tell me what my, what my kneecaps look like? I had shorts on. She was like, no, why, why would I, I said, exactly. Nobody's fucking looking at your kneecaps. Your kneecaps yeah, are that's perfect. like the most random part of your body. No one is thinking about your kneecaps. And that's no like one. one thing for me I had to push through is like realizing yeah. nobody fucking cares about you. Nobody care. Nobody cares. And care I know that's themselves. so heartless. And we're also worried about hyper-focusing about what other people think of us. And that same fucking person that you're like, oh, they must think I'm fat or they must think I'm too, too skinny or too tall. They're thinking the exact same stuff. Like, oh God, this person probably thinks I'm too loud or they're not thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves and all the things that they're hyper-focusing on. Stop it. 
Wear the bikini to the beach. Nobody's looking at you. Nobody's fucking thinking about you. Literally, they're thinking about themselves. They're thinking about, do yeah. I look good in this bikini? They're not like, I, and also like, I have never been on the beach and looked at somebody in a swimsuit, maybe some gross old men, but like, I've never looked at like a woman in a bikini, even like plus size women. I've never looked at them and been like, oh my God, that's so gross. I've been like, wow, they look good. I love this about their body. I love that. I love that. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but no, I've never looked at somebody in a bikini and been like, ew. I look at myself sometimes in a bikini and I'm like, ew. But then I have to remember nobody fucking cares. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the people that are saying you are the most insecure in their own body. Mm-hmm. And they feel like if I can project this fear onto somebody else, it deflects from the fact that I'm insecure. Absolutely. So- you know, like even the people that are making the comments, those are the people that you just feel like you need to hug and give yeah, a kiss. Because it's like, like, clearly there's something more with you. Why are you so insecure? I've like been around people where they're like, oh my God, look at that girl's hair. Like she looks so gross. And I'm like, why do you feel the need to say that? Why do you feel the need to verbally bring somebody down? Like you can think insecure. it in your head, yeah. but like, why would you say that to somebody? It's so, it's so rude. It's rough. It is rough. But again, it's how it's the society that we're raised in, you know, it's like, we're all judged for the body size that we're in the perfect hair, the perfect skin, because it's all fake. It's all photoshopped. It's all, you know, I know I really feel like the biggest downfall with social media, it's not plastic surgery. It's not Botox and fillers. It's Photoshop Photoshop filters. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like I've, I mean, every, I mean, even like a few years ago, I used to Photoshop all my photos and now I'm at the point where like, unless something is like, there's a hair in my face that I need to move. Like other than that, I really challenge myself not to Photoshop anymore. Even if I'm like, sometimes I'm feeling so insecure about a picture and then like I post it and everybody's like, oh my God, you look so hot. You look so good. And like, they're sliding up on my story and I'm like, oh, that's funny. I was like insecure about how big my arm looked in this picture. Like I almost went and changed it and like, it's just not worth it. No, no. My rule in my studio when I um, edit photos is I absolutely don't edit bodies at all. There is really? no, I do not alter the shape of your body whatsoever. I do have mm-hmm. two policies that I follow. I have what's called a two week rule. If it's not going to be on your body in two weeks, like a cat scratch, a bruise, a hickey, a bite mark, mm-hmm. uh, a pulse or things that are like, they're going to be gone in two weeks. Uh, I will Photoshop that stuff off. Um, the only other rule that I follow is that if something on your body causes you a trauma response, like self-harm scars, you're learning to work through, Mm -hmm. um, you have domestic violence, abuse scars, you have tattoos of names of people that were horrendous to you. Mama had a C-section and lost her baby things Mm -hmm. that cause you a major trauma response. I oftentimes will say, I want you to see the photo as it is first. And if it Mm -hmm. still causes you a trauma response after, after you see how small the world sees it from somebody else's Mm -hmm. perspective, if it is still causing you a trauma response, we'll talk about taking it off your body. That's it. Those are the only two things. I love that. That's like, that's so important for people nowadays. Like, I love that you do that because that is what creates that. What's the right word? That's what creates like the toxicity that is social media. And like, for you to be like, I won't do that. Like, I'm not going to do it for vanity. Like this is you and you need to see it and like learn to accept it and love yourself. I think that's so beautiful. Yeah. Like it's so, it's so, I talk about it so much. It's even in my contract. You have to sign in your contract Mm -hmm. that you agree to my policy on body editing, because if you want to look like Barbie to be skin smooth, tightened, toned, Mm -hmm. you're in the wrong space. 
and we, yeah. we won't agree on anything like, yeah, that's not to push people away. It's to seriously just attract the people that are sick and tired of being sick and tired. And they want to see their body authentically for how the world sees it. Those are the people I get. And I get yeah. anywhere of a hundred to 120 clients a year that all feel that way and like wow. leave feeling that way. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, and like focusing on the session more than the outcome. Mm-hmm. So I don't give a fuck what your selfies look like. It's the act of allowing yourself to be seen is the mm-hmm. most important part. So when I have a client come into my studio, I go, look, the bread and butter of why you're here is this moment right now. Trying on lingerie that you've not tried on having conversations about your body. What do you love? What are you learning to love? Uh, what are things that you want to work on? Right. We talk mm-hmm. about all this stuff and then allowing a complete random stranger that you met probably through TikTok to just show up and allow you to be seen. That is the fucking reason I do what I do. Yes. The cherry on top is beautiful images, but if you don't allow that moment to happen, you don't heal. Yeah. You never bring your gremlins to the light. You continue to hide from yourself. You continue to not look in mirrors. You continue to not get in front of cameras. If you can come and be butt naked in a studio of a random stranger, you can stand in the front of of a camera and take photos with your kiddos. Right. Yes. Like, it yes. desensitizes you to all of that. And so for me, I don't give a fuck what the photo looks like. The act of taking the photo is why I encourage, and it's why I yeah. continue to show up every day on TikTok and go, let's take sexy selfies to feel better in our skin. Because the more you see yourself, the better in your body you feel. Yeah. And that's it. That's the long and short of why I do what I do. I would do it for free. I would do this just to help people feel better in their skin because I know it helped me in a time mm-hmm. where I was not ready to see my body, it was taking photos of myself and it was standing in the mirror and telling myself that my body is just a meat sack. It's going to continue to change and it's getting me throughout my life and it's mm-hmm. doing a damn good job of it. Right. Like those yeah. were the that helped. So for me, it's never the photo. If you like the photo, cool. You're not required to buy it. There's no like hard sale at the end. I want you to love your body. And in order to love your body, you have to fucking see your body period. Yes. It's like a therapy session almost. I feel like, (laughs) I mean, I think there's a lot more breakthroughs than like years of therapy for people. (laughs) And honestly, there are a lot of therapists who work in like the health at every size uh, Mm -hmm. world that do actually encourage you to either take sexy selfies at home or, or selfies just in general, or to actually go get a boudoir shoot. I have had several clients show up from referrals from local therapists, like 10 to 15 people in the last two years. That's a lot of people right? That yeah. go, I'm in the journey. I'm in the spot in my journey where it's time to start seeing my body. They, they have recommended you, or I found you through the recommendation to start looking for somebody like it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And there's no like one thing that fixes it. Right. I always say it's a journey and you take lots of steps in that journey uh, things like curating your feed, making sure you're only seeing things that make you feel good in your body. Um, things that don't make you feel shitty, get rid of the diet culture. Like that stuff is inundated. We're inundated by mm-hmm. that. Um, go to therapy. If you need some help with like your food intake, things like that, go see a nutritionist, somebody that works in the health at every size world. Mm-hmm. And then start taking photos. Like you can't just do one and be, Oh, I'm fixed. Right. Yeah. Like we're forever kind of stumbling forward. And I always say, you're never failing. You're just falling forward. And like, yeah. to me, even if you hate your photos at some point in your life, you may look back on those videos and be like, look at how cool my body is when it's in movement. Yeah. Look at how, look at this selfie I took when I was 25 or 32 or 56, you might look back on those and go, holy shit. I know I did. And I know yeah. I have clients that have come back and been like, I looked at my photos again. 
the photos that I was kind of eh on, I love now because it's of the funny. journey. Difference. Yeah. I remember in high school, I was so insecure about my body. I trigger warning. I struggled with a bunch of eating disorders. I, I hated myself, like mm-hmm. absolutely despised myself in my body. Um, that was also the culture I grew up in. I grew up in the South. I, and I love cheerleading so much. I, there's so many amazing things that I have to say about it, but sometimes the people that you're around are not the best because there were a lot of shallow people. Um, and there was a lot of pressure on the way my body looked. I was on diets. I was doing like 30 when I was in high school, like Mm. all these like really toxic things. And now I look back on those pictures. I'm like, I should have been a whore. I should have been sleeping around with everyone. Like my body at that time was the best it's ever looked and probably ever will look. <laughs> and I'm like, I should, what was I doing sitting there? And so that was what I challenged myself in college to do. And even the other day, I still catch myself in these things. I've been losing weight. I am, de- but this is the first time ever in my life I've done it in a healthy way. I'm not on a diet. If I want right. Taco Bell when I'm hammered at 2.30 in the morning, I'm going to go get it. The next day, I'm just going to cook a home meal. And like, that's another one I've been cooking a lot. That's what really does it for me. But, and I've learned to like actually love food and like change my mind around it. I mean, don't get me wrong, I still get insecure. But the other day, my friend sent me this video and it was from two years ago. And I was probably like 50, 55 pounds heavier. And I could see it in my face and I got so like insecure about it. And then I thought to myself, what am I into? I was having the time of my life. That was the best time I have ever had in my life. I was thriving at mm-hmm. least like thus far. That was mm-hmm. the best year of my life. I had the most fun. I had the most genuine relationships. Obviously it was during COVID. So there was COVID weight as well, but I was, I was in college. It was my junior year. We were all turning 21. So we were just partying all the time. It was so much fun. And for me also like alcohol is a really big thing that makes me like gain weight and swell up. But Mm -hmm. I look at that now and instead of being like, oh my God, I was so fat and ugly. Like I hate myself. I look at it now and I'm like, she was having the time of her life. Like rather than like thinking about what my body looked like, I was just, I had the best group of friends. It was COVID. And so our classes were on Zoom. So every single night we were doing movie nights, we were doing parties, like Mm -hmm. we were doing like all kinds of things to where like it I don't know it was a really special time I don't yeah. it's a great way for me to see it because I do feel upset I didn't get to study abroad there's a lot of things I didn't get to do because right. of COVID but I would not have had the life that I have now if it wasn't for the way that that turned out right. I was had a bunch of like little friend groups and yeah. we weren't allowed to like have parties or anything so um you know because there's a pandemic Um, but all of us are far from home. No one travels home. We're not seeing families. So we kind of, all these little friend groups kind of molded into this one, like Mm. 35 person friend group where I'm not kidding every night, 35 people, we're all at someone's house. We're just hanging out. Like it was the best time of my life. And rather than looking at those pictures and be like, ew, I'm so gross. Like I can't believe anyone liked me. I tried to like change my mind about it and be like, no, she was having so much fun. Like, that's why she looked like that. Like, I might not have physically looked my best. I don't but like, even think about it like that. Literally, I was any, my best. Did anybody not like you because of the size of your body? Nope. No. One. <laughs> did anybody ever question who you were as a person because of the size of your body? Nope. So not rewrite one. that fucking narrative <laughs> in your brain. It's not even like, I can't believe anybody liked it at that. 
Nobody fucking cared because you're a dope ass human. Nobody mm-hmm. cares about the fucking size of their body unless they are insecure in theirs. I yep. don't give a fuck about what my friends look like because they're my friends and I love them to death. If they gain mm-hmm. 20 pounds, if they lost 20 pounds, if they lost 20 pounds, I'd probably ask them, are you okay? Let's be honest. But yeah, if they gain 20 pounds or were a different size, I don't give a fuck. I don't, yeah. nothing about the people in my life that I love, genuine friends. Would I ever worry about what their body did? Our bodies are intended. Your body was keeping you alive. And the way it did that, especially during COVID was we were in a hugely uncertain time. Mm -hmm. Our bodies, when we are in a certain time, oftentimes we'll start to hoard things because we think, I don't know where my next meal is going to come. I don't know what's coming. Oh, there's a Mm -hmm. pandemic. Our bodies are intended to change. So like, for me, it's not even about like, I can't believe people didn't like, I'm like, yeah, I'm a fucking badass. Who gives a fuck what size my body is? Right. At that time of my life too, that's how I even learned that. I wish I would have known I wanted to, I wish I would have launched a podcast during COVID because I probably would have had a lot more success on TikTok than I'm having now. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. But here's the thing, that time I launched my first podcast. This is my second one. And I built something with it. And I like, I started a business and now I started a business twice. And this business has been so much easier and so much better because I learned all of that the past time. Like, past Riley she was thriving like why would I diminish that because of the way I looked and it you're still creating magic no matter what size you are Mm -hmm. right like we have to disassociate the size and the stature of our body with what we are fucking capable of doing doing we can do incredibly wonderful hard magical things at every size yeah right the only factor is our fear our mm-hmm. fear of being judged, our fear of not being liked, our fear yeah. of somebody judging us or the way we look. Mm-hmm. The second you can get out of your own way and disassociate the size of your body with your worth, you will do fucking incredible things. Absolutely. That to me is like the biggest takeaway on neutrality. Neutrality mm-hmm. isn't, I love my body all the time. I wake up some days and I'm like, I'm a potato. Like there yep. are days where I'm like, <laughs> what is going on with my body? I don't understand. Right. And there's some days where I wake up and everything feels good. And I don't have a headache and I'm not running to the bathroom constantly. Cause I have like chronic health issues, right. Because of eating disorders that I've had mm-hmm. my entire life. Right. Mm-hmm. So there are days where I wake up and like all the cylinders are firing and I'm like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. But it's yeah. not every day. Right. And that doesn't limit even the days where I feel like a potato doesn't limit the fact that I'm going to walk out and hold my head high. and know I'm the hottest person in the room. It doesn't mm-hmm. stop me from thinking who fucking cares what my body's doing. I'm still a badass. Yeah. People still want to hear what I have to say. People Absolutely. still want to come work with me. Right. So like, yes, to me, I think a lot of that is tied into our own fat phobic dialogue that we all have because we were mm-hmm. steeped in it. Even if yep. you say you don't, it's grew up in the early two thousands. <laughs> Eight, I was born in 88, girl. I lived through yeah. the early stages of the 2000s, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I got it before you got it. It was, <laughs> and it was bad, right? It was the Paris Hilton's and the fucking Britney Spears's of the world. Heroin chic. Heroin chic. It's coming back. Fuck that. But it is coming back. Stupid Kardashians are all, everything they And do, my generation like, is like, nope, we fought this before. Nope, mm-hmm. we're grown now. You can't have it. We're not, we're not allowing it, right? So absolutely. To me, like, All of that is very important. And when you look at images, especially as you see your body change throughout the years, the things to me that I always tell clients is, can you remember a time in your life during that phase? Was it good? Was it happy? 
Was it something that you were striving for? Were you struggling? Let's talk about that. And oftentimes the clients that when they had their smallest body, oftentimes, I don't say this for everybody, but oftentimes Mm -hmm. there was a lot of dysfunction that was happening with food intake, with body dysmorphia, with eating disorders, with not sleeping, hair falling out, no periods, um, hyper-focusing on things like your body or your food, like thinking about food constantly. I know I, I did. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I look back now, because I've changed the narrative in my brain, when I look back on photos from high school, when I was a size four, losing my hair, didn't have a period was bruising, like crazy was eating like a granola bar a, a day. That's it. Mm-hmm. Playing two sports multiple double day, like literally just killing myself. Mm-hmm. When I look back at those photos now, I don't think, wow, that was the time I should have been thriving. I look back and I go, I'm really sad for the girl that felt she had to do that to fit in. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, even as the dialogue changes, as I've gotten better and I've healed from some of this stuff, even changing the narrative around how we talk about ourselves during that time mm-hmm. is really important. Right. So just knowing that no matter what I was doing the best I could with what I had, oftentimes I didn't know better. Oftentimes Mm -hmm. I was just striving to fit in or do whatever. And were you happy? Were you not like, let's talk about that more so than, you know, the size who cares. Right. And my mom's like, I don't understand how you're, she said this the other day. I don't understand how you were so unhappy. I'm like, mom, I was in the throes of an eating disorder and my parents didn't know. Mm -hmm. So like, it's, there's just a lot to that. Right. So for me, I think there's a lot to this. And I think photography allows you to tell that journey and to write the narrative the way you want it written. Well, this is not where I was expecting this episode to go. Sorry. I'm so glad. No, I'm so <laughs> glad that it went there because it's so important to talk about. And yes. it's gotten to a point now I can talk about my eating disorder. I was in yes. therapy for it for years. I was in, I was seeing a nutritionist because I like gave myself a lot of long-term issues because of it and I remember like when I admitted finally that I had one in high school because I didn't know what it was at the time like it was so shameful but every time I talked about it and I talked about it and it, ta- it gets easier and easier to the point where like I can talk about it on a podcast that I'm about to put out that everybody from my hometown is going to hear social media is going to hear it like at this point like it's like it's part of me it's who I am and I look back at that girl and like I'm so sad that like society made her feel like that Yes. 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 Very much that. And it's, yes. it's so important to talk about. I love that we just went there. So let's, <laughs> but we can let's, refocus on selfies. I'm, I, well, let's, let's look. segment yes. into yes. some selfies. Yes. Um, how many, maybe we should do like, how many do you think you, you could do? Like maybe like three to five? What are we thinking? Let's do, let's do the foundation of taking a sexy selfie. Because mm-hmm. even if you don't know how to do that, the posing won't matter. Okay. And then I'll give you kind of the details of the things that I look for when I'm taking selfies. How's okay. that? Like that lighting. Perfect. Lighting's yes. a big one. Like arching, how to arch is a big one. What to do with your hands and your feet is a big one. Uh, and then how to kind of run your face, like good facial poses and things like that. Those are mm-hmm. usually the high points. And then uh, with all of that, you can kind of push it all together and make a good selfie. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Foundations, one how do you take a sexy selfie? So rule number one, there are no rules. Love it. Rule number two, uh, light is light is light is light. And I'm going to show you because I have, I brought my little, my little light guy here. Mm-hmm. So with light specifically, when we're taking a selfie, I like side light, which is kind of this general, you mm-hmm. see how it's lighter on one side, darker on the other. Yes. If I'm fully front lit, I look really flat. Mm-hmm. And if I'm fully backlit, 
you can't see any features on my face, right? Yeah. So I like this kind of light better than I like anything, especially when I'm taking sexy selfies. That okay. doesn't have to be a window. It can be a lamp. It can be mm-hmm. a flashlight that your partner is holding. That could be a twinkle lights. It could be that tree behind you. It can be candles. <laughs> it could be anything, right? Because light yeah. is light and it's going to work the same. So I'm always focused on lighting. The other thing that I always tell people is don't go above and beyond by buying a tripod and a camera and all that shit. You can take a great photo with your phone in a cup. I don't have a cup around here, but like, let's pretend that this is a coffee cup by putting your phone in your coffee cup. Now you have a mobile tripod that you can literally put anywhere. Don't go out and spend a shit ton of money. This can go on a stool from your kitchen. It can go on an ottoman. It can go on the edge of a couch. It doesn't matter. You have a mobile tripod now that is solid. Don't go out and buy the money. The last piece of this is you're going to take video. You are not going to try and take timer selfies. You can, but you don't need to go out and buy a Bluetooth little thing. Literally, if you set your phone to record using your Mm -hmm. back cameras, you're going to get a video that is high enough quality that you can take screenshots from to get editable photos. Yes. Also too, I don't know if you know this, but also you can, if you want to do the photo route, you can get your Apple watch and you can, if you have an Apple watch, Mm -hmm. then you can control your camera from it. I've done that before where like, I'll hide it behind something and like, I'll just like push it and yeah, but video Um, probably works better. It does just if you want more content in less amount of time. I will Mm -hmm. also say that sometimes with the Apple watch, if you hit the wrong button, it will call um, medical services. Oh, I learned that sounds like it's happened before. (laughs) Two different times. Uh, I was doing the watch thing, the timer with the selfies and I held the side button down too long and it called Raleigh PD. And then they called back. I'm like ignoring the call, right? They called three times. I finally was like, can I help? I'm standing here in, laund- in my studio. I'm still embarrassed about it. Look at my fucking red cheeks. I'm still embarrassed about it to this day. And he called and he's like, this is Raleigh PD. We're, we're with dispatch where we have officers coming to you. You have a 911 call that like didn't. So sometimes you just have to be careful. I was like, don't come. I'm uh, taking naked, really sexy, naked photos. And you can't be here. Like it was so embarrassing. (laughs) It was so embarrassing. So sometimes you have to be a little careful. The video is just easier. If you want good content quickly, that Mm -hmm. way you're not sweating. You're not worried about, oh, if I, oh, is it taking not, you can literally just see, pause the video, scroll through it, pause it again, touch the screen once, and then screenshot it. You've got great photos. It's not like you're printing them on a fucking giant billboard. These print up yeah. to like a five by seven nicely. Yeah. If you do this route. Um, I even have clients because I was doing this during the pandemic where if you have a friend who wants to FaceTime you, like if you want to do this with a partner, there is a feature on FaceTime where you can actually take photos from your FaceTime with their camera. So that's so smart. Yeah. So that's like so if you- hot too, like with, so with hot. a partner, like be like, Oh, I'm going to pose for you. Like, will you take these sexy pictures? That's so hot. Yeah. I love it's that. So, idea. It's so hot. And if you're a long distance partner, like if this is what you are all the time, they, mm-hmm. the photos end up on their phone that they can that's look at. So hot. That's I so hot. I'm obsessed with that. That's going to be like my next, my next it's, time I'm it in a, be a date night. Regardless, it should be a date night. I think it's really fun, but those are all the, mm-hmm. those are all the kind of key foundations. Light is really important. Your phone doesn't need to be set up on a tripod. It can be put in a cup. It's going to move around. Uh, and then the, the video thing is really important. And then from there, basically, all I want you to think about is allowing yourself to see your body move, 
right? So our body is intended to roll and squiggle and wiggle and things are supposed to like, this is what we are. Our neck has extra skin. We have skin on our body. Stop thinking about it as like, I can't, oh, I can't imagine seeing myself move. And when you go through that video, think more of, this is a really cool shot. Let me go ahead and pause it and screenshot it rather than like hyper-focusing on when I move my left butt cheek moves more than my right butt cheek or like whatever. Those are kind of like my baseline foundation. From there, I want you to remember these key things. Number one, your feet and your hands are really big. If I have a flex, I wear a women's size 12 and my foot is flexed. (laughs) People are like, what are those? Right? (laughs) I don't want my foot to ever be at a right angle. Because it stops the, um, the optical illusion of a long surface. Think about Mm -hmm. if you wear, um, you wear a mini dress, but then you put a booty with it. It shortens your leg. Yeah. I got to stop doing that. I do that every time I wear a skirt and then I wear, but also Nashville is kind of dirty. So I have to have my going out shoes. So I'm like, I always wear my chunky boots, but then I look at pictures. I'm like, dang it. My legs look so stubby. But it's okay, right? That's okay. I give you that analogy because if you think about it, like when you're wearing a really pretty pump with an open front, your Mm -hmm. leg looks like it goes on forever. We want to think about our foot as an extension of our shin. So if I'm like this, I'm flexed up and it looks kind of awkward. The second I can point my toe, like I'm pushing on a gas pedal, I've now lengthened from my tip of my toe to my knee. And this all looks like shin in a photo. Mm -hmm. So think about if you are on a flat surface, bringing one of your toes to a point, if you're sitting, bringing both heels up off the ground so that your toes are just on the ground, will continue that optical illusion. Or if you're on a bed, thinking about pushing your feet down into the bed, those are all really good foundations. Same Mm -hmm. thing with your hands. If they are flat and open on a surface, they're the size of our face. It is the first thing that we look at. Mm-hmm. So if you think about your hands like paintbrushes and you dip your paintbrushes in water, right? You can't paint with a dry paintbrush, mm-hmm. dip your hands in water and let them just be hands. Let them move over your body softly, easily. Try not to get nervous and do the claw thing. This is the biggest mm-hmm. thing for people. Um, <laughs> the last bit with your hands is in your hair. Get relaxed, kind of relax them. If you have hair, like longer hair, I take my hand and go under my hair. We lose my hand and it sort mm-hmm. of just looks like it ends right here. I always tell people, take your hand out from your hair. It's counterintuitive, but take your hand out from your hair, push it back by your ear and push your palm into your hand and push hair up. Give your Mm -hmm. hair volume. If you start to pull back or hide your hands, it looks kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, if you pull Um, back, it's like, I mean, unless you're like Bella Hadid, it's going to look a little, I always say it looks like uh, you're on a playground yelling at kids like, get in the car like it looks just crazy right so I always say nice and soft play in your hair rather than into your hair play like in your hair and if Um, you go into your hair though you can do it just like don't actually pull like kind of almost pull it forward a little bit nice and soft yeah yeah the second and third bits of this are um it's kind of a three-part series on how to arch you have to think of your chin like your joystick your chin is attached to your sternum and your hips. And I'll stand up so you can see this one. But mm-hmm. when you're arching in boudoir, oftentimes people try and bring their butt up off of the bed. So mm-hmm. they think like doing a bridge rather than a like an arch, essentially. Yeah. Your arch starts from your butt and ends usually in your shoulders. And the arch happens there. The arch doesn't happen from your feet to your shoulders. Mm-hmm. You got to keep that butt down. So your joystick is how you control that, right? So I always say, start from a centered point, arch that chin, and then drop to wherever your light is. Like if my light is over here, oftentimes I will have you arch and then drop to that light. 
if I drop <laughs> I'm like mimicking you. <laughs> I'm like, right? okay, taking notes. <laughs> yeah. So we want to bring our face to that light rather than away. And again, there's no rules. There's a lot that we could go into about this. But I oftentimes will like, okay, bring that arch and then drop it down. Now with your sternum and your hips, if I just arch with my butt, it looks like I have to shit. Don't do that. Right. It looks like, oh my God, I got to go to the bathroom. Right. So if I'm arching <laughs> from here, think about your hips, like they're holding water. We're pouring that forward. And if you think about your sternum, we're arching back with it. We're pouring water out the back. If that doesn't work for you visually, think fish hook, fish hook. Both of them are pulling up at the mm-hmm. same time. All of that works with your chin. So you're doing that in tandem while you're arching from your chin. That's a big one. Um, and I think people struggle with that the most because they're like, I don't know how to look sexy in these photos. Usually it's your arch. If you cannot arch, if you have spinal, like a stagnant spine or fusions or things like that, and you can't arch, these photos are still going to be hot. Don't worry about that. Right. Or you can modify, you can modify with a pillow, put that pillow right below your like bra area and allow Mm -hmm. your body to arch over the top of it. You've created the same look. The last piece is your face. Uh, I always say to people, if you are arching in a really sexy photo and your eyes are wide open and looking around, A, you look bored or B, it's like trying to kiss somebody with your eyes wide open. <laughs> Super creepy. Close yeah. your eyes. Unless you feel like you can make really good eye contact with your chin in a neutral position and you're not looking out the roof of your eyes, close your eyes. Yeah. Or go watch my video on Cyber Eyes. <laughs> yes. yes. Have you seen that Cyber Eyes trend? I have. I have. And it's a lot. Like a lot yeah. of people are like, that feels intimidating. Just close your eyes. Yeah. You can close you know, your eyes. Start. Yeah. Yeah. Or Definitely. if you're like intermediate or like uh, the upper echelon, do sirenize. It's beautiful. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, the last bit is your mouth. People never know what to do with their mouth. What do mm-hmm. I do with my hands? What do I do with my mouth? I always say like this, think about the human body. When we feel pleasure, we don't feel pleasure all the time. When we do, we want to get closer to it. Oftentimes it's in conjunction with your breathing. Mm-hmm. That felt really good. Or that was really good food. Right. Or yeah. like when you're orgasming, what does your O face look like? It's usually your breath work, right? Not cute. <laughs> but it's usually breath out your mouth. So I mm-hmm. literally tell people to take a breath in your nose and then slowly let it out your mouth. Mm. Like that's all. And it's not like a, don't pop your balloon. Just let it out slowly. That's it. You're giving yourself little doll teeth where we can see just a hint of your teeth, mm-hmm. your jaws relaxed, your tongue's relaxed. All of that looks more natural. Those are the foundations. Now, if you want to pose in that, literally just bring it all together. So if you think about creating curves on your body by creating dimension here, a pointed toe, pushing weight into that hip, letting my hands be hands, relaxing my face, arching from my butt and my spine, just like this. It doesn't matter where you are or what you're shooting. If you put all that together, you're going to get a sexy photo, mm-hmm. whether you've tried or not, to be and honest. It kind of looks like there's another thing I've seen on TikTok, like where you're just like creating like triangles with your body. Oh, yes. So that- I say this a lot too. So our elbows and our knees are where we create that interest in a photo. If I'm like this, I sort of look like SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. The second I bring a hand up and bring a knee over, I now have a triangle right here. I have a triangle here. I have triangles throughout my body and immediately your brain goes, wow, that's really sexy. Why? Mm -hmm. 
triangle, 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 right? And then I'm going to create a triangle with my head because I'm going to drop it down just a little bit. Like Mm -hmm. all of those things are really easy to do and easy to implement in whatever pose that you're doing essentially. So those are the foundations. Literally just take those in play within that and using Mm -hmm. light as your like directional light, you're going to get a sexy photo whether you've tried or not, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Genuinely. Okay. Now we have the foundations. Can we get a few posing tips? Sure. Um, Tips and tricks. Oh, okay. A really spicy one. So if you are uh, looking for a super spicy one, um, you are going to kneel on the edge of your bed. Mm -hmm. This is your bed. You're going to kneel right here facing away. You're going to put your hands down on the ground. Mm-hmm. You're going to keep your feet flat on the bed and you're going to arch your booty up to the ground, up to the ceiling. So once you get your hands down on the ground right here, you're going to think about pushing your tailbone up and back to the ceiling. So your body looks like this. And mm-hmm. you're here. When you say hands on the ground, are we doing like the whole forearm moment or are we just doing like a push-up position? What do the hands look like on the ground? Whatever your ability is. Some okay. people can go all the way down onto their elbows. Some people have big enough breasts that they can actually rest their breasts on the ground and reach forward with their hands. I can't do Mm -hmm. any of that. So I put my hands down like I'm doing a handstand. Mm -hmm. Hands or forearms. And then what you're going to do is if this is my bed here, I'm like butt up, hands on the ground or forearms are on the ground, feet flat. My camera is going to be like right here shooting at it this way. On an so it's going to be like a little bit diagonal. Mm-hmm. If you shoot left or flat, right, whichever side you like better. Yep. If you shoot too flat, um, essentially you're just going to get the side of your body, which is sexy, but not like the mm-hmm. idea of the photo. You want to shoot so that you can see your long back mm-hmm. and your booty. That's a really important. So one. if you have a tripod, like how high are you doing it? Kind of at body level? Are you going up and shooting down? Are you down shooting up? How are you? What angle bed do level. you prefer? Okay, On that I level. Bed level. Um, Got it. The cool thing about cameras is you can create interest by the height of your camera. Um, think about it specifically like dom energy and sub energy, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm submissive, I'm giving somebody my power usually, right? Mm-hmm. So the camera angle is down on me. So I'm shooting down. It's making me look smaller, like I'm taking up less space, like I'm offering my my hands or bowing my head, things like that. If I want to take up more space, I'm going to put my camera lower. Mm-hmm. So it looks like I'm a bigger figure in the camera. Makes sense? So yes. because in a pose like that, you're not actually playing into that space. If you just put it at bed level, you're going to get a sexy general photo from that. Now, if you want something else that's super spicy, you can kneel, like straddle a pillow. So let's say this is my pillow. Mm-hmm. If I straddle with my knees down on the bed mm-hmm. so that I'm like this, usually I like this one where I'm kind of like, if this is my light to the side, I'm going to face it at like a 45. Mm-hmm. For this one. So my pillow is going to be facing forward. I'm going to straddle like this. My light is going to be to my side, which is kind of here. And then mm-hmm. what I'm going to do with my hands is I'm going to take them. I'm going to hook them into my panties like this. And I'm going to pull up as I push my booty back, just like this. Mm. And then I'm going to drop my head back. This one, I would do body height for your camera, not bed height. Got it. Body height. Uh, and I like to crop that one so that it's like nose, lips, body, hips. 
spot. Yeah. Right. So for that one, I would probably drop my head back. I would take a breath and I would drop my head back and I would crop it from like nose to knees for that one. That's so hot. (laughs) That one's super hot. Uh, The last really, really sexy one that I like to do often is I like to, if this is my bed right here, my light source would be here. So like this windows or whatever you have, Mm -hmm. I like to put somebody, this is my pillow. I like to put their head in the pillow and lay them flat like this Mm -hmm. with their head at the top of the bed and their feet at the bottom of the bed. And that same concept where you're doing the panty pull, but this time you're going to use your elbows into the bed to arch your chest and your sternum to the ceiling while you're pulling those panties and you're dropping your head all the way back. That one people love with your legs. So if you're here laying like this head is here pillow, or if you can arch, don't worry about the pillow. Some people can't arch and then feet, your feet are going to be like this. So your front knee is going to be a little bit more bent and your back knee is going to be down just a little still up, not totally Mm -hmm. flat, still up like this. You're going to hook your hands and your panties. And then you're going to do that whole arch thing where you're supporting your body with your elbows. You're dropping your head back. The light's coming across your body. And with the camera, if you're here like this, the camera is going to be this way right next to you Mm. lower. You want like, you want to be able to see the arch in your back Mm -hmm. with that one. I love the super spicy ones. And I definitely will be trying after this. I'll be like on my floor in lingerie. Now for somebody who's just getting into it and they're like, I don't want anything too crazy because we have the extreme. I'm the extreme. I'm like, give me the raunchier, the better. Like, but for somebody who you know, maybe, you know, gripping their pearls and it's like, oh my God, I could never, how would you pose them for like sexy, but not like so scandalous? How, how are we going to pose them? I would literally start you on a wall. I would have you stand. This is how I start almost every single session because people get here and they're like, oh, I'll do it with my hands. Yeah. I literally start them on a wall. So if this is my wall, I have them stand. Um, th- my wall is windows. So their back is essentially to the windows. Mm-hmm. And I'm shooting straight down this line of windows at them just like this. So if, if my can if this is my wall and my, my person I'm shooting like straight on yeah, shoulder height, usually sometimes a little lower and all you're going to do, literally all you're going to do. And I can show you this one. You're going to bend your front leg like this. You're going to hook into your panty with this hand, give your hand something to do, keep your butt on the wall. And then all you're going to do with this backhand is it's either going to go on your chest or in your hair. You're going to arch and then you're going to drop your face down to whatever angle. Oh, you can't see me. Come on. You're going to arch that head up and then down to whatever angle the camera's at. You could that way, essentially. Mm-hmm. That is a super sexy photo. The other thing you could do is just lean And that's face on the wall, correct? No, that's butt or on the that's wall. Or that's butt on the wall. Got it. Wall's here. My camera's going to be you. You would be my mm-hmm. camera. Uh, and then you're going to bend that front leg, pull, arch, head back, play in your hair, just like that. And then from there, I usually just have them turn and then drop a knee across. So I will literally just have them turn, lean against the wall like you're chatting to a friend, bend this knee across, turn your hand backwards so that your thumb is forward, push into your hip, and just let your fingers rest on the windowsill, just like this. That's yeah. super sexy. Yeah. Super sexy. So easy um, to just kind of like lean into it, 
fingers like loosely on the wall and like but it's still so like seductive and like a very in that like in that simple pose in those two poses you can get probably six to ten really dope shots by simply changing where your hands are and where you're looking so mm-hmm. if I'm facing away from the first one, if you're facing away from the wall, you can do eyes closed. You can turn a little and do eyes open and look at the camera. You can play in your hair and look down towards your shoulder. Same thing applies when you're facing your camera. Look down and laugh at your hand on the windowsill. Look away and laugh. Move some hair yeah. out of your face. Push into your hair. Whatever that is, you can literally play with your panty instead of just have your hand on your waist. In those, you can get like eight to 10 shots just in those two poses. In yeah. like and like those those posings kind of give like that like effortlessly sexy where it's like oh I'm not over here swinging from the roof like looking insanely hot like I just am hot just existing yes, yes. it's kind of like who me like that's like the yeah. vibe I'm getting from that yes absolutely so those are two really easy ones anything where you're like laying flat is easy like that those mm-hmm. are all super simple and again just take the principles the foundation the knees the angles, things like that. And just make sure that you have angles on your body and you're arching a little. Um, if you are laying flat, so like if this is my bed here, these are my windows or my light, whatever that like a lamp or whatever. I sometimes will have my clients lay diagonally like this, mm-hmm. head closest to whatever the light source is, feet farther away. And I will literally just have them move their bodies, play in your hair. Yeah. Uh, run your hands down your body, pull your strap off your shoulder, uh, flip flop your knees from one bent, the other bent, flip and flop, arch, Mm -hmm. do that. And I will have them just move through where I have good lighting and a good setup with my camera. I move from like a semicircle. I move like this. Mm -hmm. You could do the same thing and get another 15 photos easily, easy. Yeah. So like taking these pictures, it doesn't need to be that not hard. hard. I mean, even if you don't have lingerie, you can literally just put on like a, a pair of fucking a thong like, boxers. You could wear an oversized boxers could be hot too. Like if you think like um you, you know the like whitey tidies with tall socks. Yes. So or like a, um like a business shirt, like just a button down, like giving that like oh I'm wearing your clothes kind of vibe. Oh my, some of my most his sweatshirt. Fun. Yes. Yep. Some of my most favorite photos I've ever taken are in a wet white t-shirt, a v-neck wet white t-shirt. Hot. Hot, right? Give them a hint at a nipple, but not the full thing. Mm-hmm. You see the outline? I know you see it, right? Like that's yes. super sexy. And I will tell you that the Amazon spray bottles, the continuous spray that people use for curly hair mm-hmm. are the best ones to do photos with because it leaves these beautiful like droplets over your body. So don't just like dump water yeah. in your just get a spray bottle, spray yourself down. And yeah. any one of those poses we just did, if you did those wet, game over. There's so many things that like, you can literally do the same pose in like a million different ways, like in different styles and everything too. Like I'm obsessed with this. I'm so excited to try it. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I give a different pose every single day on my TikTok. There yes. are hundreds of poses that I show you exactly how to do, where to put the camera, how to like, and there's a million of us on the internet doing this. Like, mm-hmm. if you tell me, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm like, you're not on social media then. Like, right. And that's how like your series is like popping off. And I was like shocked. I was like, how is she able to come up with so many posts? A hundred poses in a hundred days. Like that's a lot of content to produce. That's a lot of work. 
but it's not because like I do this, I literally shoot every day. Yeah. And I, I have a Rolodex in my head of, all right, this client can't kneel uh, because they have a bad knee and they have a hard time arching. Okay. What are of the hundreds of poses that I do? What can I shuffle through to make sure that they feel comfortable or confident or this person's body doesn't move this way. Okay. I can't do this one, this one, this one, but I can do this one, this one, this one. I have hundreds of poses in my brain. And even sometimes when I get stuck, I will literally go to the interwebs and be like, uh, laying down boudoir poses. And then I'll just mimic it. Yeah. Right. Based on all that foundation that we just talked about, you literally just take that and apply it to a photo that you like. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Have you ever had someone come in and like suggest a pose or something that you came up with that you were like, like, is there one pose that you're like, holy shit. Like I did that. Like that looks so good. Or do you have that kind of happen every day? Or is there like one time that you can specifically think of that you were like, whoa, jaw on the floor. No, do clients ever give you like posing all the time? I will, I will literally have clients come in and be like, Hey, I saw this on such and such's page. Can we, can we try it? I'm like, fuck yeah, we can. Like this pose right here is literally a pose. I just taught you how to do hot, right? And the water, like this is a pose and an angle. I literally just taught you how to do. You put your elbows behind you. You support your weight with your elbows. You push your boobies to the ceiling. You drop your head back, get it wet and call it a day. Move your camera so that you have a different angle. Like this one I shot from the bottom, the side, the top, the front, Mm -hmm. the back, all the way around. And I just move, 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 move. Um, Shit like that happens in every single session. What are some other ones that we've done? Hold on. Let me see. Things like this happen every day where I'm like, you can literally do shit like this at home. Oh, that pose we just talked about. Yes. And you can do it on the couch too. Do it on the couch. I like the feet cross too. Mm -hmm. More triangles. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But like you can there every single session. And honestly, it's never like a pose. That's anything crazy different. It's always how somebody's body looks in that pose or how my lighting is that day. Mm -hmm. Like there are times during a session where I'm like, Oh, you got to see this one. And I like flip the camera around and show them because I'm so excited. It happens every day and it's never the same pose. It's never anything like crazy. Oh, I will say I had a girl come in one time who was absolutely the most amazing human. She brought cowboy boots, heart glasses, and wanted to do a shot where she had her hair like twisted in a towel. I will say that was probably one of my favorite shoots to date because she just was like, this is what I want. And let's make it happen just went for it. And we just fucking full sent it. Come I on. love that. And it's, is that, did they say bride on them? Mm-hmm. So cute. Yeah. And the cowboy boots too. I mean, you can the even do that boots. picture with the couch and with like nothing on even with cowboy boots. Like there's there so many like varieties that you can do. So many, I mean, guitars, or like, yes, like all sorts of stuff. And I don't mean to just keep showing you my feed, but like There is so many, like, how cute is she? I love that. That's really, I have a picture. Oh, it's in my bathroom. I have a picture almost exactly like that. Like, and it's like a professional framed one. It's not even myself. Cowboy boots. Like, that's so fun. Like, you can literally, if you look at something, you're like, I bet I can make that sexy. I challenge myself all the time to do stuff like that. Yeah. What's a fucking good example? Um, an old white men's tea. How can I cut this to make this look sexy? 
Okay, let's You could even do like your man's favorite sports jersey too. Like oh, so much. So yep. And I always say the sports jerseys are a little funny because you have to make you the center of the photo, not the size of the sports jersey. Mm-hmm. So they are big and boxy. Yeah. If you put that's them true. on, oftentimes it looks like it's eating you. You have mm-hmm. to then figure out ways to make it look tighter, smaller, mm-hmm. more form fitting so that we can actually see your body. Or mm-hmm. if you are going to do a slouchy, let it go, make sure the pose is super spicy. Yeah. Right? You could it's do something like, cute too, where like, you know how they're mesh and like, you have like your nipples, like kind of yeah. being seen, but like yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. So hot. There's so many, their hats off a beautiful cowboy hats, baseball hats, put them on, hold yes. it in front of you. Like there is, if you look at something and you're like, I thought I could take up, like I, I have a baseball hat right here. Right. I could literally take it and like here, I could put it on and do something like this. I could hold it behind my butt and hide my booty cheeks a little. Like there's 10 million things that I could do with just a hat, let alone, you know, other props. Yes. Um, Take things that are sentimental to you and make them sexy. I love this. I could talk about this for hours, (laughs) but we do need to keep the interview to about like 45 minutes. So it's probably about where we're at 45 minutes to an hour. Um, but Caitlin, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. And I have learned so much and I'm so excited to go take some sexy selfies. I might post on the internet because do it, do it. They're going to look good. I'm so excited. Do it. I'm so proud of you. Uh, and definitely just continue to take photos. Yes. Sometimes it's hard. Yes. Sometimes you don't want to see them. Yes. Sometimes the video is like, whoa, does my body look like that? The only way we start to feel better in our skin is when we see our body in movement and we see it. We see yes. And this know? can literally be therapy for you. If, you know, Absolutely. if anyone out here is listening, who is struggling with body image, just to take these kinds of pictures and like be able to see yourself as sexy and as beautiful. It's so important. So like, go ahead and try it out. <laughs> do it. <laughs> just do it. Thank you well, so much for having me. Absolutely. Tell everybody where we can find you plug Absolutely. all of your things. Absolutely. So my company's name is Caitlin Scott Boudoir. You can find me on IG um, that's Caitlin Scott Boudoir and I am Caitlin Scott photography on TikTok. I believe there is two accounts. There's a Caitlin guild and then there's a Caitlin Scott photography. You want the photography page because the old one is Caitlin guild. Uh, otherwise you can find me on my website. It's just caitlinscott.com or you can email me Caitlin at caitlinscott.com. There you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, Everybody go and check out her page. Go give her some love. Go show her some support. She's killing it. Literally, she's killing the game. <laughs> all of her TikToks, like all the content that you produce. I just, I, I've been trying and it is draining sometimes. And Sorry. you've been pushing and hustling so hard and it's why you're so successful. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for taking the time and coming on. Of course. All righty. Well, bye. Bye. All right, guys, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Um, Caitlin, like I said, is amazing. Um, I loved her vulnerability and her openness. And also, we got some really spicy poses. Um, I'm going to go try them out and I'll let you know. Um, I wish I could say I would post them on social media, but I'm just not going to because uh, my mother follows me. But yes, that is all I have for you guys today. Um, Happy holidays. I hope everybody has a great time at home. I hope that, you know, Christmas is coming up. So, you know, we're all getting in the holiday spirit. And um, yeah. All righty, guys, that is all I have for you today. Thank you. Bye.
Today's episode was edited and produced by Aiden McKernan. You can find him on Instagram at Aiden C. McKernan. Um, He will also be linked below in the show notes. The This Hits Different theme song was produced by Zach Jordan. You can find him on Instagram at Zach.jrdn. He will also be linked below in the show notes. Today's episode was written and hosted by me, Riley Nelson. And you can find me on Instagram at RileyNelson18. I know I just said that 10 minutes ago, but here we are. Thank you guys so much for listening.